0: Episode 113. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey, everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer songwriter, audio video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. Well, we're in the sunshine state of Florida today, Orlando, Florida, with singer-songwriter Julia McDonald, celebrating her debut EP, Gravity. We'll be playing some of the tracks on this amazing record and learning all about this hot young artist. You better strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. Have you heard the news? There is a brand new musical act out on the airwaves called Mercy. This is something that you have never heard before. It's spiritual. It's the truth unleashed with scripture delivered by Christine Mercy, along with drums, guitars, pianos, violins and vocals from singer songwriter James Kevin O'Connor. Yes, a little bit of heaven on earth and just in time. Behold, the brand new single from the forthcoming album, I Am Victorious. Yes, Jesus came, he saw, he taught, he preached, he healed, he suffered unimaginable torture and not only defeated the evils of Satan, but he won the entire war for the entire world. And as he stated in the song, I'm going home, back to the throne, victorious, it's glorious. I've many rooms in my father's house for all of us. It's glorious. Learn to trust in his name. I Am Victorious, the new single, is out now and available on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. Recorded just weeks ago on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee... Download the single I Am Victorious right now on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby and keep your eyes open for the full album release coming soon. Featuring Come, Bless You, Amen, I'm Afraid, It is Finished. And yes, the title track, I Am Victorious, available right now. Go to iTunes, CD Baby, or Amazon and download your copy of I Am Victorious today. And keep your eyes and ears open for the new band, Mercy, coming to a venue near you soon. This message is sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. On the Dharmic Evolution today, I am lucky and delighted to have Julia McDonald. And we're in Orlando, Florida. Right, Julia?
1: Yes, we are.
0: Yeah. So how is your day going?
1: It's going great. It's a new day. I'm excited for it. How's your day?
0: It's really, really good. And uh, kicking off this beautiful day in New Jersey with music from you. And tell me, how did you get connected to being a singer songwriter? How did that journey start for you?
1: Um, when I was in about fourth grade, I started um, performing and stuff. I just graduated high school last year. So um, uh, I started just performing at like the festivals and stuff around town. We had like holiday ones, like Oktoberfest and stuff. And, um, around in high school I started I mean I was writing my whole life but in high school I started getting the recordings done and stuff around my junior year and um yeah we just kind of went from there.
0: Wow so when you started when did you when did it occur to you that you um had this singer songwriter thing like how old were you when you first had the idea that well maybe um I love music like did you start playing piano or what happened with you?
1: It was like I was the shyest kid ever, and then I was like to my mom one day, and she tells me the story. I don't even remember it this way, but apparently this is how it happened. And I was like to my mom one day, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to do the talent show at school. And she was like, oh, okay, like you're going to go up on a stage, honey? Like, okay, but like let me do it. And um, we have a video of it. It's on my Facebook somewhere, but um, she she just had never heard me sing before, and, and it was like she was amazed, and, and I always knew that I wanted to be a singer and a songwriter um, for as long as I can remember. But that was like the first time other people knew.
0: Wow, so, so you got up on stage and then it was just like, I'm meant to do this. This is my thing. Yeah, yeah, I think
1: so, yeah. So,
0: so when you started writing, like the first song you wrote, like how did you write it? Did you sit down with a pad and paper and just have a melody? Did you sit at a piano, or guitar? How did it come about for you?
1: Oh my God. My first song ever was like, (laughs) it's a really dumb song. It was actually like, this is going to sound harsh because I just called it dumb. It was about my dad who passed away when I was younger. And I wrote it when I like a, a year after it happened. So I was only like eight when I wrote this song. So in the song, one of the lines is, I have a sister with ADD and a mom who loves me. Like that was one of the lines in this song.
0: Right, I'm so sorry you lost your dad at such an early age. Wow. That's oh, that's so, okay. So you, um, so so writing became uh, kind of an avenue for you to uh, express your, you know, express your inner thoughts, your ideas, your emotions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's always been my way.
0: Yeah. So you know what? I think it's time for us to play a song and let's listen to. Uh, this first one by Julia McDonald.
2: What's my name? Can you tell me? Cause you didn't seem to know. Had a little too much to drink, and your words were running slow. What's my name? Can you tell me? I don't want to hear hers. You laugh and tell me that it's getting. And you don't know how much that hurt and you told me that you're sorry and wanted to restart but how many times do you want to It's best for me I wish for so long that you would love me but the stars never agree cause they know what's best for me and I ran my way up to the sky and boy did I try but they pushed me down to reality Gravity.
0: Wow what a song what a song that's awesome How did you come up with that, Gravity?
1: Um, I think it's, like, the most literal song ever. (laughs) Like, I I mean, to me it is. Maybe it's not to other people, but it was just about a dude I was dating who was older than me who um, liked to party. And I, I was, like, 16, and I think he was, like, his first year in college. So, like, he was all about partying, and, like, I was trying to get it to stop, and he just... treated me wrong so that's what it was
0: about so you were you were a young girl dating dating a a guy who was older than you and um how did you have like the wherewithal to hold on to your like it seems like you know being who you are right now you must have had some inkling that you know this is kind of not good for me and uh you know i need to to get away from this is that what happened
2: um I think so.
1: I think I've always been that that's one of my strengths is letting go of situations I know that are bad for me. I actually right. have a song called No Good for Me. Like it's just been like like if something's not benefit not even not benefiting you, but right. if you're not happy and you're not being treated like you deserve to be, then you shouldn't be in that situation.
0: So so I'm getting the idea that you have a strong sense of character like you 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 have a, a really define moral compass so so like for such a youngster like for you to um to extricate yourself from that and just say i got something more important going on which is my music you know that's kind of that's kind of uh a, you must your, your mother must be really proud of you
1: <laughs> she thinks i'm all right
0: <laughs> yeah yeah really i mean that's cool it's a, a testament to uh the way she raised you i'm sure so uh, so on this song tell me julia like Tell, take us into the studio. How was this recorded and where?
1: Um, all of the songs on that EP were actually recorded in my house. I didn't wow. do them. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but uh, there's a guy named Brooks Pashel, who's an incredible producer and engineer. And um, he lives out in Texas. He used to live here. But he brings all of his equipment like to your house. And then from like 9 a.m. to like 11 p.m., you do one song. So right. uh, you just do everything in that day. And right. it's it super fun like I've, I've done other recording processes, and like none are as fun as doing it like all day long, but um yeah, we just built it like we built around like a guitar track and just kept going
0: yeah so when so when you wrote the song um did you write it on a guitar how did you how did you come up with it the song
1: yeah, I just wrote it on a guitar,
0: yeah, is that like your fave instrument is that it's your... the
1: only instrument I know how to yeah play. Play, so. <laughs> it's a <laughs> yeah. it's
0: it's a great song. Where did you um where did you get your inspiration from as far as like your sound? Um you've got kind of a distinct sound, like a unique and unusual sound, a, a very nice sound. Where did it come from? Like who did you listen to when you're growing up? Um When you were growing think- up, you know, like last year. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. Like right now. Um. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like Adele a lot. I think the the more artists I've listened to with unique sounds have helped me embrace mine more. Like I used to try to sound like other people. And then like, the more I, I grow, the more I listen to new artists, the more I grow into my own sound. So like Adele and Lord, and like a lot of these artists that are like breaking through that have different sounds.
0: Right, right. It's, it's great. Your sound is awesome. So, um, so when you guys did this, did you just, you said you did one song in one day, and and that's really, really cool that you built it and put it all together in one day. How did you do the others? Like, were they four separate, like, sessions? Is that how it worked?
1: Same way. Yeah. yeah. Um, we just, it was, like, in different time periods. So, like, one of the songs was done, like, in December of 2015, and the next was done in, like, May of 2016. Right. Like, uh um, that was a bad reference. This was his past 2016. No, it was released in May. The Holy P. But like, it was just like a couple of months in between. Whenever he could make it down to record is when like we would like spend a couple of days doing him.
0: Right. So he brings like a whole van or a truck with all of his equipment. Is that how it works?
1: Yeah, it, it's actually just like a sedan. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, he just um has uh really nice stuff and you don't really need
0: you know a lot anymore. It seems you know, <laughs> it's like you, you really can, don't. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. so who else who else was there? It was just you and him that put this together?
1: No, no. It was um Javi Bosterich. He has like a um I think it's like an artist development company right. in Orlando. And um he played all the instruments on it because he's he's a fantastic musician and he knows knows how to play them all. Right. So um, he kinda like and they do exactly what you want. So like you tell them exactly how you want it to sound and all this stuff and then they'll like make it happen for you
0: yeah so how did you uh how did you connect with these guys? like how did you hook up with them?
1: Well, Tavi, I have been working with he was my guitar teacher from the time I was in fourth grade. Oh wow. Uh, and he was just a guitar teacher when I met him, and then him and his wife kind of merged into like this business right and um Brooks was a friend of his, so in his business that he does, um he like brings Brooks down from Texas and like has him record his kids
0: oh, so like cool. it was just
1: like a mutual connection
0: yeah. So now, so now you're out of high school. So what's the plan for you? Are you attending uh, college now? Are you just working on your career now? What's going on with you?
1: I am attending college as of right now, but I don't know if I will be as of
3: tomorrow. Oh, I don't, I don't
1: know. I've been talking to my mom. She she gave me permission to drop out and just do music, but like I'm right. weighing my options. <laughs>
0: right, right. Yeah. So so how are you feeling about? Is it is it a little scary? Like, to make the plunge? Or, like, what are you feeling right now?
1: Yeah, um, just because music is definitely something you have to work incredibly hard for. Yeah. Um, But if I'm not spending all that time in school because I'm going full-time right now, I think that, like, I'd be able to do that. And, like, I think I I have the right opportunity right now because, like, I'm not living out on my own. Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right, for sure. I mean, embrace it if that's what you're feeling, you know. I mean, school could be there next year or the following year if you really decide you want to go back, you know. I mean, I, mean, I don't true. think we ever stop learning, or, or should we, you know. I agree. Yeah. So, so what, are you, what are you all excited about right now?
1: Um, I'm going out to L.A. soon to work awesome. with some songwriters, um, yeah. so that should be exciting. How did um, that I- come about? I've been working with a producer um, named Kevin DeClue out in LA for a while, and um, he he like produced a song for us. It's just not out yet, but it will be soonish. And uh, he just one day emailed us and was like, Hey, I want you to like work with these songwriters and then we're going to start pushing it to like radio and all these things. And it was like a huge, I mean, we, we knew that that's what his job was and that's what he was going to do. But we were just like, Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Cause I, one of the the girls wrote like genie in a bottle by Christina Aguilera. Oh wow. Just cool. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah.
0: yeah. So when are you, when are you heading out?
1: I'm not sure yet. I, it should be sometime soon.
0: Have you um, been to LA at all yet?
1: Yeah. A couple times. Yeah. It's really cool.
0: Big flat place just goes on forever, doesn't it? It's so huge.
1: (laughs) It really is. Yeah. I love it there, though. Yeah.
0: Would you change? Would you, do you think you could see yourself moving from Orlando out there?
1: Oh, absolutely. That's the dream. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. California girl. Yeah. (laughs) In Orlando right now. How is Orlando? I was down there uh, this spring. I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, what do you find as far as, uh, you know, like you want to go to L.A., but like growing up, did you grow up in Orlando? Yeah, I've
3: oh, lived there okay. my whole life.
0: So, so how has it been for you?
1: Well, I live in like uh, the UCF area, so I'm right in the middle of everything. So it's it's been nice. Like, I, I mean, you don't really get bored out here. Yeah. Um, I, I like it. My boyfriend lives out in Mount Dora, which is kind of like a cow town. Oh, really? <laughs> There's not much to do out there. And so it's a nice balance because I grew up like a city girl, so it's fun to go out there too. But yeah. I like Florida. It's okay. <laughs>
0: so if you need to check out the cows, they're available. Yeah. You know, just in cows case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of liked it. I mean, I I went to, a, I didn't do like really a tourist thing. I was down there kind of on a musical project, but um, I really liked Celebration and some of the other towns around there. It's Um, kind of really kind of nice down that way. I I like it, you know, it's, I mean, it's not close to the coast, but it's not that far to get there either, you know?
1: That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 45 minutes, 30 minutes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, So, so tell me about, tell me about like the transition. What are you doing to prepare like for LA, like in your mind's eye, like, what are you thinking about going out there?
1: Um, just just getting as much songs together or as many songs together as possible for them to like review and decide to want to work on with me. Right. Cause I think that's how it works. I think I bring them an idea and then they like want to work on that song with me, but I'm not sure. Like, I don't know what to expect. I don't know if I show up and like, we start a whole new song or, so I'm kind of nervous as far as that, but I think it'll be fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It must be exciting though. I mean, you know, just getting on a plane and going somewhere different to um to work with other people to record your music that's always just such a rush you know
1: yeah it is
0: it's like you know it's so much fun you know and i think julia it's time to play another track what do you say we play games are you up for it
3: heck yeah here we
0: go games it's
2: funny how see eye to eye but our names are never written in the sky and i guess i seem to know a lot about you but not a single thing i knew would have got us through and it's funny how you said forever you wouldn't know forever not now not ever who would have known that there's such thing as the past everyone knew we just came last and tell me what you feel do you really feel nothing the way you looked at me that had it mean something something means nothing in this world of ours we were just young making out in the you want, tell me what you need. I'm afraid to hear the answer because I know it's not me. But the more I think about it, the more I can see how little I am to how much you mean to me. So playing your stupid little game but how you gonna feel when i reach the fame cause in a year from now i won't feel the same so tell me how you feel do you really feel nothing the way you kiss my lips yeah that hurt to something something means nothing in this world of ours we were just young and we took it too far and tell me what you want tell me what you need i'm afraid to hear the answer cause i know it's not me but the more i think about it the more i can see how little i am to you, how much you mean to me I stuck around, thought I'd see the day where you'd want me by your side. It would be alright, but I'm okay.
0: to give me something because I'm working off of nothing. Wow. What a great song that is.
2: Thank you. Where thank do you, you
0: get your, um, your, your your melodies are like killer. Like the way you, uh, you float over that and just, you know, you're almost like a jazz singer. It's like, but you're singing pop. It's just so different. And oh, um, thank I just love it. I just love your approach to music. It's great. Um, who played the uh, acoustic guitar on that? Smokin'.
1: Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, the same dude, Tavi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: That was great. That was really great. So tell us how you, um, tell us about this song. Like, why did you write this one? Wh- what's going on? <laughs>
1: that one actually has no story to it at
2: all. Like, really? I was
1: just like, yeah, I think I wrote it around the time Ed Sheeran was breaking into the scene. And I was like, oh, he's an acoustic rapper. I'm going to be an acoustic rapper. Yeah. And like, that that was kind of my inspiration for it. And I think like I kissed a boy in my mom's car or something right when I got, like, <laughs> and like so this the thing making out in the car was like the only truth to it all. Right. But the rest was just like like nothing.
0: It's but, just it's just really great vamping, you know, like and uh, like again the the way you take the melody and you just like uh you know kind of da 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 you know, just really, really cool. Thank you. So, so how did you? Did, was that a conscious thing for you, Julia? Did you it, like say, "I wanna, I wanna write in this, you know, motif or format," or did it just kind of come to you?
1: Um, I think whenever I try to write in formats, it just doesn't work out for me, um, which is a skill I need to work on because I know sometimes it's important to write in formats. But most of my songs just kind of pop into my head. Like if they pop into my head and they're there, I'll write them down, but if they don't, it's like I have a hard time writing. Um, yeah, so it just kind of came to me
0: so when you say writing in format, are you talking about traditional um structure like you know ver, you know intro verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus out, you know, that type of writing, that kind of t- kind of structure, no,
1: not even structure because I feel like most of my songs fall into the traditional structure, right. um, but just like planning out exactly like what your song, like what the vibe is going to be of your song, like what the tone, like what genre your song is going to fit into, like worrying so much about the details and like your brand and stuff when you're writing. Like, I just have never been able to do that.
0: Right. Right. Hey, tell me about social media. What are you doing on social media to, um, to help market your, your brand, your music? Like um, what socials do you, do you work on?
1: I am um, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, but my name's weird. So I don't like
0: telling people. What Why is your name weird? I
1: don't know. I made it when I was in like high school. It's called like Jucifer and stuff. Cause my mom <laughs> calls me that. Really? And like, Yeah. And people were like, it sounds like Lucifer. And I'm like, Oh, I, I never saw it that way. My mom just like calls me it as a joke.
0: You know, that must be some kind of an Irish thing or something because I have, um, I have cousins. I have six girls in one family who are all, all cousins. And their father named them all like weird, you know, like same same type of thing, you know, like Didi, Dotsy, Fawwawicken. K. Birdie, oh, K. Birdie bee Hopper, uh, you know, <laughs> th- he had like names for all of them, you know, oh, no. and it was like, it was just hysterical. I just used to sit there and like to hear him call out the girls names, you know, because none of them went by their real name, you know, I you know, so uh, yeah, K. Birdie Beehopper. Hopper. Yeah, that's a cool <laughs> one. Yeah. So, so the social media, any, any particular one that you're more fond of than, than others? Like, are you a Facebook girl or are you pretty much just try to, try to get your arms around all of them?
1: Um, I'm personally on Instagram a lot, but, um, Facebook, um, is all like, it's always updated and, um, Twitter is too and stuff. So, oh, Reverb Nation too. I, kn- I know that's not really like one for, for everybody. I know not not the general people have Reverb Nations, but, um, right. it's a really cool site for looking for new musicians if, if people want that. But, um,
0: yeah, I, I think yeah. all of
1: them are pretty updated. As yeah. Right
0: I now. I love, uh, Reverb Nation simply because, uh, you get a chance to connect, uh, around the world with, um, so many different musical people, you know, and different genres and so forth. So, um, you know, for this show and for me personally to, to connect with so many like-minded artists, it's really wonderful. I really like it a lot.
1: I agree. I think it's awesome.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure how, how we got connected. I think it was Facebook. Um, I'll have to ask Kim. but, but, it but it's all good. You know, it's like, um, reverb is cool if you're a musician and, and, you know, it's kind of nice when you get, um, you get compliments on Reverb Nation about your music from other musicians, and then you check them out and go, "Wow, you know, this person sent me a compliment. They're the real deal." You know, they, you know, so it's kind of really flattering to, to feel
1: out. It is, like, yeah, you
0: know? yeah. Um, again, I'm really taken with your uh, maturity as an artist um, at such a young age and you know it's kind of it's kind of like you kind of own your own style here which is very very cool you're very confident in uh in your approach did that just come it just all came kind of naturally to you huh
1: yeah I think also like confidence has just been something for me that was built through through singing my songs so many times in front of people and like having a a positive response because I think when I first started it wasn't like that like I wasn't very confident in myself. When people asked me what genre I was, I was kind of like, uh, pop-ish. Like, <laughs> like I didn't know what I was. And now I'm kind of reaching to the point where I'm like, okay, pop is cool. Like, I think I was in this phase where I didn't think pop was cool. Cause like, I don't know, people are like anti-radio these days. And, um, now I'm like, pop is cool. You like what you like. Lots of people like it. And like, just accepting it.
0: I don't right. know. <laughs> right. Tell me about, tell me about your friends. Like, um, do you have a lot of friends who are like other artists who are friends um that you hang with and kind of kind of uh you know kind of mastermind with about music or are you kind of a lone wolf what what's your thing None, None? <laughs> Like as
1: far as music um even like in general my my boyfriend's my best friend not just cuz he's my boyfriend cuz um he's a wonderful person Right And um we pretty much like like I, I really like to have very few friends. Like I've always been that way since I was younger, so I hang out with him and I have a couple of people I hang out with like on occasion, but um I've always kept my circle close knit.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, it sounds very familiar.
1: <laughs> like yes. in,
0: as a writer, like you you end up spending a lot of time by yourself, you know? And it's just yeah. it just goes with the territory and that's part of um you, you can't have, I, I think personally, you can't have a lot of noise, like, you know, noise, meaning just um, the chatter in the atmosphere and not necessarily words, but just a lot of, a lot of motion, a lot of, I call, I call it noise and you need quiet to just assess and reach, you know, w- what am I trying to, you know, I'm trying to filter something that's coming to me. And so the less noise sometimes the better, you know?
1: I agree. Yeah. yeah. And I think, not even from a music standpoint, is it, it's just better that way. Like things don't get twisted around, words don't get twisted. Like it's just more. It's positive. It's a more positive life experience. <laughs> right,
0: right. I I have uh, I have one of these songs. I think it starts off is is um, if you want a a taste of insanity just sit down in front of a loud TV. And it's like, you know, it's kind of that kind of thing. There's always like, even like you go out in public now, um, in the last five to 10 years, things have changed so drastically with every place has a loud TV going on, no matter where you go. I mean, it it could be in the laundromat or something. It could be, could be anywhere. And, uh, you know, it's like it's there's no getting away from the chatter. It's getting noisier and noisier. So that's kind of what I meant by that. Um what else do you like to do besides um when you're not doing music? Any kind of things you like to do um sports, working out, hiking, what kind of hobbies do you have?
1: Um mm.
0: Do you even have time?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do, yeah. Um I I've gotten into working out recently. Just because I need to, not necessarily because I like it. Right. Um,
0: what are you doing?
1: Um, I My mom has, like, all the beach body workouts. Like, so I've just been mixing them up. Like, she has, like, Insanity and Les Mills Pump and, like, P90X. And she's done all of them. She's, like,
0: a powerhouse. Oh, wow. But, um,
1: I, like, cry my way through them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is she very militant? Does she get up in the morning and come in your room and make you stand up and salute? Let's get going here. Come on. We got <laughs> Oh gosh, no.
1: She's the exact
0: opposite. <laughs> oh good, good. So she's yeah. fun. <laughs> she
1: is. She's a very fun mom.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so so what what else? Hiking, anything like that? Uh,
1: um, I really like the beach. Oh yeah? Yeah, I don't get to do it much, but I love paddle boarding and like anything in the water. Like right. I, I really like sounds weird but i really connect with the water like it makes me really happy
0: <laughs> what's your sign You a water sign no
1: i'm a capricorn oh okay
0: so. okay
1: is that like the same thing i'm not that sure
0: no nah, th- i'm not sure if capricorn no nah, like cancer's a water and uh i forget there's a couple others but um but yeah i don't i don't know enough about it to be an authority on on astrology but it comes <laughs> it comes up from time to time you know so so yeah. so at the beach what's your favorite thing sand castles or swimming
1: swimming <laughs> yeah yeah i used to surf but um i don't have my surfboard anymore so if i get another one i'll get back into it
0: you know, i've I I never tried right surfing i don't th- i think maybe i did once but but i uh, body surfing i do all of them is surfing difficult
1: yeah i'm actually is- not very good at all um
0: <laughs> kind of like <laughs> skiing hard. right
1: yeah i think so i've never been skiing is it fun
0: Skiing is fun. I went snowboarding. Um, this is a few years back. And uh, I went with my son. We went on a day where it, it was completely ice, the whole thing. So we took a lesson to because neither one of us had ever snowboarded. And um, I think I fell at least 100 times. At Ooh. least <laughs> on the frozen, it was it was ice. It was crazy to even do it, but by the end, I started getting the hang of it, you know. And it, it took pretty much all day because we had the horrible conditions. But um, but that aside, you know the miserable conditions. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun.
1: That's cool. Yeah, yeah, and some of these ice is scary.
0: Yeah, some of these guys who can do some of these tricks on this stuff is just crazy. You oh know, gosh, yeah. you know the flips and all that stuff. So um, what do you say we do another one? Um, I think this one is called No Good. So I think we should play this one, Julia. What do you think? Time no for good No for Good for Me. No Good for Me. Oh, it's, a, it's yeah. <laughs> blanked off here. All right. We're going to play this right now. No Good for Me with Julia McDonald.
2: Don't get me wrong, I'm in love with you. I'm just not in love with the things you do. I only have so many pieces left to give to you. It hit me like a train going 80 above I wanted you so bad but that wasn't enough If I had any left I'd give it all to you But it takes two you want from me then you can leave or leave it to me you think I'm all dark? cause when I walk out the door it never closes I was never sure if I could give up my life for you I can spend all my time listening to your lies. I can spend all my time listening to your lies, waiting for you to realize. I can spend all my time listening to your lies. I can spend all my time listening to your lies. I can spend all my time listening to your lies, waiting.
0: So, what's no good for you? Everything's good with you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, just, yeah, just a boy. I think I, I was telling you, but we were all frozen. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it was just like I was in a relationship and it, we were together for like a while, and he just wasn't texting me back
3: <laughs> very oh. much
1: anymore. And I was like, man, like he's no good for me. Like he won't text me back. Like, just like a stupid problem from this generation. Right. But, uh, it just like made me like assess the entire relationship and like decided that I wanted to be treated better again.
0: Good for um, you. And as you thank should you, be. Thank you. Thank yeah, you so tell good. me about the texting. That's that's a world that uh, you know, some of us in the older generation are like, you know, I mean, I text a lot, I mean it's a necessary thing, but um do you feel like it's kinda like um gotten a bit overwhelming as far as people shying away from having real conversations and you just using texting as a crutch do you feel that at all
1: oh absolutely yeah yeah um i'm actually in a communications class right now where we're like we're learning all the facts about it and stuff and um this this will be a class i miss if i do decide to leave college because it's actually really interesting but she said getting a text message they did a study at harvard uh is the same it gives you the same feeling as if you took a hit of cocaine
0: Um, so sending or receiving
1: receiving. So like when you hear that ding on your phone, like it gives you the same sensation of cocaine, which is crazy because like you wonder why everyone's addicted to it. Like me and my mom were talking the other day, how it's truly like the zombie apocalypse because everybody's on their phone, like looking down, like not interacting with others.
0: Right. And, uh, somebody was sharing recently where, uh, you know the two people who are on the subway and they're they're like within talking distance, but they're texting each other like you know it it it's not just the subway, yeah. but that's a classic example of well, I'm just gonna like in my mind subconsciously say it's too loud to talk, so I'm just we're gonna text <laughs> you know it's like yeah, it's kind of crazy. crazy yeah it's it's gotten it's gotten a little bit nuts and and I feel like um. I feel like it is a bit of a crutch that people, I don't know if it's, in some cases, maybe it's shyness, but maybe it's a combination of that laziness and, and being afraid to be somewhat vulnerable because when you have a conversation, you have to be somewhat vulnerable in some way to at least expose yourself as having a personality.
1: <laughs> I agree, yeah.
0: And uh, I don't think it's real healthy, or, you know.
1: I don't think so it's either. Like, it's like, and you like you, I
0: No, go ahead. I'm sorry, go
1: ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, even, like, I'm a victim of it. Like, I, like, I get upset when people don't text me back, like, fast enough and stuff. And, like, I I look at myself and I'm like, wow, that's sad. Like, you see them all the time and you're upset that they're not texting you back within an hour, you know? Like, where did did that sense of having to have, like, constant communication with people all the time happen? Because, like, it wasn't always that way. I don't know.
0: Right, right. It's, yeah, it's gotten to be, um, and, uh, you know, it's it's something about the social circles kind of collapsing a little bit. It's like, you know, we, we can just sit and have a cup of coffee or whatever and just and just talk for, for 15 minutes. But the texting is like, it's too quick and immediately. And then you get into that whole, you know, when emails first started, you know, we all got a quick lesson in email etiquette, like something that gets put out there and it wasn't really put out there in the way that, you know, you thought it would be received. And all of a sudden there's this big disconnect and big, you know, somebody's insulted. And, and then you go back and you read it and you go, oh, okay, I see the way I framed that was kind of all wrong.
1: <laughs> and yeah. no
0: wonder they're angry at me, you know?
1: It's crazy. They say um, 99, I think it is, or 90. So don't quote me on it, but either 90 or 99% of all communication is nonverbal. So it. Th- they're saying like, when you talk to a person face-to-face, 99% of what you're saying is like, uh, interpreted by like your body language and like your face and stuff like that. So it's crazy that that much of it is based on that. And when we're texting, like, you can't even see that. So like fights are bound to happen because like, you can't even understand what the person's trying to say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? I mean, I mean, how do you, um, how do How do all your friends? well, you don't have many friends, you said you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean I'm good. yeah yeah, I'm kind of the same way. My text messages are low unless it has to do with the show. that's different, but um, but i kind of I kind of live sort of the same life you do, um as far as being committed to you know first of all, it's the show, but then the artistry, songwriting, um the artistic side, so you kind of like, I'm kind of comfortable not being like, you know, overwhelmed with, with social etiquette and having a full schedule of being different places. You know, it's kind of cool. Because, yeah. uh Because having that too, sometimes uh, you just decide, hey, you know, it's time to just take a ride. And I'll just, you know, throw the guitar in the back of the car and go upstate and just I don't even tell anybody, there's nobody to tell, so I just go and write. That's that's (laughs) kind of cool to have that, you know, to have that going on. That
1: is cool.
0: Well, what do you think? Are you digging Julia and her music? Like I am? I know you guys are. Sit tight, we'll be right back to the interview with Julia right after this. You know, in today's world, most people are struggling with something. It may be someone in your life who has a serious illness, a family member who has been incarcerated, Death of a loved one, job loss, or one of the many, many challenges we find ourselves immersed in. There is good news, however, and I'm here to tell you about Christine Mercy, spiritual teacher, seminary professor, and songwriter. Christine Mercy who loves and deeply cares for all people, regardless of race, age, or creed. Dr. Mercy has a powerful ministry called Mercy Worldwide Ministries. This ministry cares for the sick and the dying and the disabled. If you have a need for prayer or perhaps a project that requires support, reach out today at mercyworldwideministries.com. Let's face it, we all need a trusted mother figure to give us a hand up from time to time. Reach out to mercyworldwideministries.com today and check out the programs and resources available to you. Sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about the live gigging scene. Um, are you playing out anywhere? Um, like in Orlando right now? Do you play out often? I mean, it seems like you have a, a full thing going on between, between writing and school and everything. Uh, what's the story on the writing situation or the, the uh, performing situation?
1: um gigging is my job like like i don't oh. have um, a job so like i just sing at restaurants and stuff like that to to get paid um i wouldn't say uh, the more i do it the more i grow fond of it i feel like but i wouldn't say it's my favorite thing about it it's kind of like the the what sort word i'm looking for brunt work is that what the word
0: okay Grunt? it's
1: like the the low end of the stick like like you have to do this. You have to pay your dues. You have to do this in order to play the big shows. So like you have to sit and play for four hours in order to keep growing. I don't Right.
0: Know. right. So, so, um, so are I'll, you doing, okay. you doing covers and your, your music?
1: Oh yeah. For yeah. Four hours. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's good. I was going to say you, you'd must have a really deep catalog, you know, to do, yeah. you know,
2: some
1: of them towards the end, I start repeating songs cause I'm still trying to grow my catalog. I only started gigging like recently. Um, so when they said four hours, I was like,
2: "Yeah,
0: like, yeah, <laughs> that a, was a huge.
1: Thing. That's a whole yeah. night,
0: yeah. I mean, so you're doing four sets, right?
1: Yeah, 45 minutes, and then like a 15 minute break, and you usually get like free food, and it pays well. Like, it, it's a good job for my age. Like, I, I don't mind it at all.
0: <laughs> Where do you play, um, Julia? Like, what kind of um, places is it? Is it bars? Is it restaurants? Coffee houses? Like, like what exactly?
1: Yeah, um, the coffee houses, I feel like, do more just, like, fun things. Like, you don't necessarily get paid to play in coffee houses. But um, a lot of restaurants by the beach uh, do live music. Those are more the ones that do, like, the four-hour sets. So, like, I'll play out in New Smyrna and Cocoa Beach and stuff like that. And then over here, there's some restaurants um, um, that are more fancy and formal and stuff that I just go and sit on a stool and kind of play in the corner. Uh, but Outpost and in Edgewater and College Park. Uh, so yeah, just a bunch of different places. All have different vibes. I'm kind of learning uh, that I need more material to fit different places because every place has a different vibe that they're expecting. Right. But yeah, just everywhere.
0: Do you, um, do you bring backing tracks with you or do you play with any percussion or you just do solo guitar straight?
1: Um, I play guitar and then I have a drummer named Randy. Um, so it's just us two that go around great uh we we found him he was playing drums with another band and he's he's like uh he's like my mom's age so he's like a parent and stuff so
0: you stole him
1: yeah we stole him
0: <laughs> <laughs> pretty
1: much so that's what i tell people too you beat me to it <laughs> yeah
0: does he um does he play like a full drum kit or is there a combination of percussion and or like how does it how does it work with acoustic guitar
1: um, he'll play um full drums when full drums can fit in a space that we're right. given, but yeah. um if not, he'll play Cajon, which is like the sitting box thing. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, those yeah, are cool. Which, I like those. Yeah, yeah, I
1: like them too. They're really
0: cool. So, uh, is your favorite? Do you like playing like the outside gigs? That must be fun. Like being outdoors all the time.
1: It is cool, especially. I just played a gig at JB's Fish Camp in New Smyrna um on Saturday, and it was uh. It was like so nice the entire night. I was expecting it to be so hot, but there was a breeze and it's right on the water, so you can watch the sunset too and like I'm facing it. And so I was like watching it and singing and I was like, Life's good. Like this yeah. is cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Hey, tell me about um your regiment as far as being a songwriter. Do you have like a like a strict discipline about writing or you just get inspired? Like what's your um what is your uh your go-to process, um, when it's like, yeah, I feel like writing, do you just pick up a guitar? Do you go somewhere special? Are there any specific disciplines you have about writing?
1: Um, I don't like writing with my friends. Like, like that's like a rule. Wait, but you like,
0: don't have any friends. Wait a minute. I know we- <laughs>
1: the, the one, the couple of friends that I do have, <laughs> uh, They're into music and they've kind of been like, you want to write songs together? And like, I just get so upset. I don't know. And it's weird because if I'm writing with like other songwriters, I don't care. But like, it's weird. Um, But I like writing alone in my room. uh, And it's just about inspiration for me. Like, I can't sit down. uh, I probably could. And I need to start sitting down like 20 minutes a day and just writing. Right. But I prefer to just be inspired. Which is funny because my mom always says, um, she's like she'll say about my boyfriend. She'll be like, "I hope this one breaks your heart soon, so we get some new songs out of it and stuff like that." And your like, mom's oh. funny.
0: She's she she's is, very funny. <laughs>
1: she's a
3: great lady. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I think um, I think you said something interesting there about um, you know the discipline of sitting down. And I've had the opportunity a couple times over the past few years. Um, to do that and it's it's kind of like uh it's kind of like you know the muscles when you go to the gym you know it 's like working that specific muscle, the songwriting muscle that I think it does get better, and it seems like the inspiration comes along once you 're in it it's like and and you 're doing it more often, the inspirations and the opportunities all of a sudden start to arrive, you know. And it got to the point where, like, I do a lot of hot yoga, and I, I started bringing my notebook in the the hot yoga class. <laughs> and I just laid it there, and I, I'd always ask the instructor, whoever it was, you know, just respectfully, do you mind? I said, uh, you know, I'm not going to disrupt anything, but there's a reason why that's there, because all of a sudden you'll have this, I don't care if it's just a title or a sentence or, a, you know, an idea, and you scratch it down, and all of a sudden you've assembled all these pieces, you know and uh yeah. you know you just kind of bring them all out when it's writing time and say you know what can i pull from here so um so that's kind of like, cool yeah and and it's like you have to i think you have to write a lot of material um the last two albums i did i think i wrote between between 60 and 70 you know songs for each record and um they weren't all completely 100% final songs but but most of them were but you kind of have a vetting out process of saying, well, let me go through. I know you have to write a lot of a lot of junk to get to the good stuff. So um but it, oftentimes what would happen would be be like, wow, this is a great chorus, but I don't like the verses. And then you'd find, wow, there's some great verses here, and you kinda you kinda go in your laboratory and seam them together, you know, and all of a sudden yeah. you get, you know, one song out of two. But but I think the fun thing about writing is like um I always love the fact that there's really no rules to it. It's not like you go, to, um, you go to a university or something and you're, you're taught very specific disciplines on how to be an architect or an engineer or whatever it is. But songwriting is kind of like it's such a, an endless learning curve of craft, inspiration, um, poetry, and music. It just combines all these different things and you get to just sit there and say, you know, it's just going to be a marvelous elixir when it's done. I'm just going to keep, you know, experimenting in this laboratory and see what comes out, you know, and and I think that's the the beauty of, uh, the freedom is the beauty of songwriting, I think.
1: I agree, yeah. um, I'm really into 21 Pilots, and the lead singer of the band was saying he wrote, have you ever heard the song Car Radio?
0: I don't think so. Who's it? Is it by them? Yeah, it's it's by them. I Uh, probably have, but I just don't doesn't connect with me i think
1: one of his songs was the first song in like 10 years to be to hit number one written by like one person like written by only him and he said he was like i wrote car radio before i knew the rules to songwriting and so like the unspoken rules like in the music industry that like there has to be like this structure and stuff and that your song won't make it unless like you get to the course within 30 seconds because like that's the, that's the attention span that people have these days that like, that um, I went to the ASCAP conference and they said, you should get to your course as soon as possible because people lose interest. Right. And and, um, he was saying how he wrote that song before he knew all those rules and that, and it it hit number one because people connected with it and it was real. And so I think that people shouldn't listen to the rules. I don't even think there should like, there are no rules, but like the unspoken rules I don't even think should be a thing.
0: Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I was at a, a music conference, um, you know, it was a few years back and they had, uh, David Pack there who was from a band called Ambrosia years ago and they had they had tons of hits, these guys. And, and the host of the event was going on and on about, you know, you know, offering up his solution of just what you said. It's, you know, you got to go structure, you got to go intro verse chorus, intro, you know, you know, the whole thing, the ABAB thing. And, um, and so he said. He turned to David and said, "You know, you know, don't you agree with that?" And and he went on to say, "I can no because the first song I ever wrote, I had a huge hit with it." And he described the song, and he said, "I knew nothing about songwriting, but he op- oh, wow. he opened with the chorus, like the, you know, yeah. the, you know, and, and it was so cool." And so so I agree. You have to follow your heart and your inspiration, and um, you know those are kind of time tested um, um, ideas. And I think for somebody just starting out, it's, it's a good idea to learn that cause that's song craft. So it's just another good tool to have in the toolbox, but, but you don't want to do that to the exclusion of your inspiration and, and what you're motivated to do. Cause when, once you have that, you should always follow it because you don't know what's going to happen. You know?
2: I
1: agree. Yeah. I feel like sometimes I get into this thing where I want to write songs that like are, that like, I know people will like, and, um, it's important just to like go back to like what I like sometimes.
0: Yeah, because you're going to live with that song, you know, in perpetuity. It's going to be out there and that's your song and that's how you felt. So you have, I think you have to please yourself on some level first because, it, you know, if it is a hit, you're going to be singing it your whole life. So you want to sing that's something true. you love to sing, right? And yeah, speaking something you of, believe in. yeah, let's go to Pretty Committee and check this one out, huh?
2: Perfection was all that they wanted Trying your best would never cut it Cause it's all about the pay raise That's how they live out their days Begging at the base of the machines And their teeth were so white we didn't notice That in the sun you smile with your eyes And no one ever warned us it would be like this After the first 18 years on the outside First 18 years on the This is the committee where you gotta be pretty If you ever think you're gonna survive And at the end of a good year If you know it's best for you here You'll let them take ready your life We used to be so fresh and careless They were always there but we never looked up Now they're tearing us apart and the scalpel's stuck We're begging out the face of the machines Now our teeth are so white We didn't notice That you just out, it's all about your size Back at it again And you try to tell your friends But they don't even recognize you don't even recognize you This is the committee Where you gotta be pretty If you ever think you're gonna survive And at the end of a good year If you know it's best for you here You'll let them take ready Staring in the darkest, it'll all restart We're catching on to how they breathe This is the committee where you gotta be pretty If you ever think you're gonna survive And at the end of a good year If you know it's best for you here You let them take out of your life This is the committee where you gotta be pretty If you ever think you're gonna survive Let them take-
0: So tell me about Pretty Committee. What was this one all about, Julia?
1: Um, I uh, was a competitive singer. Um, in uh, my freshman and sophomore year of high school, uh-huh. which is funny because I'm not a competitive person at all. Like I'd literally cheer for the other people to win. It, it was bad, and um, it was just the voice teacher I was with at the time, who's an incredible voice teacher, and brought me miles from where I was. Um. But she was very, like, believed in competition and believed that, that that was what helped you grow. And it did help me grow, but they, they weren't just focused on uh, your music. Like, it was a lot. And that that's much like the music industry is. It's a lot about appearance and uh, your brand and stuff like that. But just the girls I was around all the time and competing against, um, I just felt like like how the song says. Like, I just felt it was a very superficial thing. Right. and I, And I didn't like it at all.
0: Right. Once again, great production, great song and vocals. Yeah, really, really awesome. So, Thank you. so tell me, tell me as we're parting because this went so fast. Even though the internet tried to take our journey down with them, they did not succeed. They so, did. So, yeah, this went really, really fast. So, I, I want to just get um, from you where is the best place that people can reach out to you, support your music, purchase your music and find out all about Julia McDonald? Where do we go, Julia?
1: Um, if you want to hear my music, uh, but you don't want to pay for it.
0: Uh, <laughs> no, no, we Sound... want them to pay for it. <laughs> we do, but I'm giving
1: them an option.
0: <laughs> You're too kind. <laughs> uh,
3: oh.
1: so it's on iTunes. It's on Google play. It's on, it's on all those. It's also on Spotify and SoundCloud. And, um, Stuff like that. Um if you want to know updates and where my shows are, they're on my website. It's juliamcdonaldmusic.com uh, dot com. And they're also updated on Reverb Nation too. Which my reverb nation, if you just search Julia McDonald um Orlando, it'll pop up. And uh yeah, if you wanna talk to me personally, if you wanna have a conversation, Julia McDonald Music on Instagram, that's the way to go. I'm on there the most. Uh, but J McDonald with two Ds. 31 or something on twitter i need to get a new twitter um, (laughs) name
0: well we'll we'll be putting i have all your links we'll put them all in the show notes so people can just click when they see the show they can click on and get to all of your sites and uh julia i just want to thank you so much for being here today being a part of dharmic evolution sharing your story and your music and i want to wish you all the success in the world
1: oh thank you for having me i wish you all the success too
4: (laughs) Do you ever wonder why you were created and what you're here to do? Then the geography of the soul will help you to find your true place in this world. The music is so inspirational, including tracks such as I Want to Be Loved, State of Grace and Ride On. James Kevin O'Connor is an internationally acclaimed singer, songwriter, music producer, entertainment agent, TV star, and a loving father who leads you to find your true place and calms your mind and soul in breathtaking ways. By Geography of the Soul today by James Kevin O'Connor at iTunes. CD Baby, Amazon, James Kevin O'Connor.com, Geography of the Soul, a beautiful CD that you need to own today by James Kevin O'Connor.
0: Sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. Gravity, games, no good for me. And pretty committee, the music of Julia McDonald. You can check out Julia on the Dharmic Evolution website, now in 57 countries and growing strong. And we're very close to launching our very own radio TV satellite network that will put this show into 198 countries very soon. Yes, it's all happening via the James O'Connor Agency, an international talent agency designed to broadcast your global career. Stay tuned for all the details. You can now visit the site to find out all about the exciting work we're doing around the world. Go to the com or dharmicevolution.com and check out your show and blog profile right now. If you've been on this show, you are on the site and people from 57 countries are logging in to see you. That's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, and now international talent agent. So until the next time when we meet again,
3: I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all of the I taste the breeze of freedom